Isn't it cool? Do you ever use their stuff? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sit up. Yes, sit up. You guys like look little. That's okay. <laughs> Is that like the point? That's actually no, I think that's actually just us. <laughs> I'm like, I doubt it. Hi, I'm no so offense, but it's like so great to see you, but you're like you're like, why are you so why short? You're like, let me tell you about my business. Okay. Hi, I'm so chill. And I'm Myra Castillo, and we're here with Besties in Business, B2B TV. And today, we're really excited because we have the ultimate foodie. I think a lot of people talk about being a foodie, but I've been out to dinner with Carla, and I can tell you that she is the ultimate. But she That'll also has an amazing catering company that she's now owned for over 20 years. Yeah. And today, she's here to talk about the journey of this company, how she's innovated, and change the business throughout the progress process. So thank you so much, Carla. It's great to be and here. We're literally gone from tiny kitchen yes. to multi-million dollar company. Yeah. Yes. Right. yes. And I think, oh, and what I didn't say is this is Carla Rubin. She is from Creative Edge. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello, anonymous caterer. <laughs> no name. No name foodie. No name needed. <laughs> no name foodie. Uh, so tell us a little bit about, you know, sort of how you started the business, um, how it's grown, how it's grown, everything. Yeah. It's always a good question. I always say after, actually we've been in business 25 years, but I always say like, I don't have a good story because my actual beginning story is not that good and uh -huh. it kind of goes around somewhat of an immature college grad who was doing <laughs> public relations. I studied radio, TV, film, went into PR, and then was thinking, well, you know, you'd only get five days vacation a year, and wow, that's not very much fun, and um, <laughs> I love parties, I love food, so I came up with this brilliant idea of starting a catering company. So it really is not a good story, unfortunately. What a laborious way to get more vacation yeah, time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I think maybe I'm back to like five days. Yeah, exactly. like there is no vacation anymore. But the... Um, you know, the beginning was in my house. I had a little studio apartment and with a futon. And one of my favorite things to make was like a stuffed brie. And I'd take a whole wheel of brie and put like apricots on it and nuts on it. It was ridiculous. Put the top, like slice the brie in half, put it back on top, and then put it under my futon and leave it there and sleep on it so it mushed together. That was the <laughs> beginning of my fabulous cooking career. Needless to say, I quickly replaced myself <laughs> the, with a chef. The board of health wouldn't oh, no, there is, like, it's, It is so scary when I think, I mean, I did a party once up in Greenwich right when I started because it was all friends from college. So, yeah. you know, one friend hired me and I think I did sandwiches. And then another friend hired me. I think I did crudite. And then I went to the third friend and I was like, yeah, I cater for Morgan Stanley and Ann Taylor, who back then, Ann Taylor was huge. Right. So they're like, oh, well, she must be really good. Okay, they never asked me what I made, who I, you know, how many people like, I served. It was my friend named Morgan right, Stanley. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, and Anne and you her boyfriend Anne. Taylor. Exactly. Um, so it was just, it was ridiculous. So I made all the food and... Okay. Cut. Uh, no, you see, you made all the food. So I made all the food and I would prep it in my little studio apartment and I'd carry it outside to a big, ugly, like vomit orange, 
Volkswagen van from oh the gosh. 60s, like one of those old bugs. Yeah. And it was old when I was using it. It was that old. And I'd put the food in the van overnight because that was my refrigeration. And then I'd go back oh up God. and I'd like <laughs> chop and dice and then go back down. It was absurd. So talk about health department. I don't even, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even sure how I'm sitting here today. Anyway, so that lasted for a couple of years. Then I took on a chef who was like the boyfriend of a friend. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and then I got a little space in the East Village, which was on the most drug-infested street ever. And it was actually a, very, a good, I call it the good, good luck uh, space because before us was Terra Chips. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, Terra Chips, so John Macy's Cheese Straws were yeah. there. That's a, a smaller brand, but Terra Chips was there and they said, well, you can share with us and then they grew too big. And, so I went in there. So in the beginning, what I'd have is like a little office as big as this space. And then when clients would say they'd come up, come down for a tasting, which nobody went to these village okay, back then. Yeah. We'd take huge drapes, drape everything off, shove all the office equipment behind these drapes and like set a dining room and think that nobody really noticed. No that one knew. We were, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, it was a hole in the wall. <laughs> so then you took on a partner. And then I took on a partner. How many years had you had the business before you took on the partner? Uh, six years. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so how big was it when you took on the partner? Uh, it was, I mean, I don't know how to put it into perspective. It was, I think, in catering, it takes five or six years to kind of get yeah. off the ground. Yeah. It really does. So it was definitely heading uphill. Right. right. Uh, but you have weird surges in, and I don't know if you've seen this in other small businesses, that, you know, you go here and then you go way up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you sort of coast and then you go way up. Yeah. That, so that's sort of, it, it's, we're kind of like in five year. Yeah. It's like five years, boom. Right. Then you kind of go like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And right. Then, yeah. Well, the growing so, pain. The growing. Yeah. yeah. Because mm -hmm. you grow to where you are, and then you kind of have to catch up. Right. Yeah. You have to figure out like, yeah. what does this growth mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. exactly. And sometimes it takes some time to yeah. figure out that growth. So, you know, it was an interesting, it was an interesting period because we started to grow. I think I started to really learn a lot more about catering mm -hmm. on a much, much sort of bigger, broader scale, and. Um, then after that, we started a second company within this company, which I don't even know if you guys know about, but no. we started Daily Soup. Oh my gosh, no. no. Okay, okay, so in and amongst <laughs> all of this, why not, um, started a chain of soup stores called Daily Soup, and there were 12 stores, and they were takeout, and it happened just, I think the first store opened just as the Seinfeld episode came out, literally, I think, the same week. Wow. So it was this huge so influx. Amazing so timing. Amazing incredible timing. timing. Uh -huh. So we were doing Creative Edge during the day and Daily Soup in, in the nighttime. So it was really kind of an interesting. So you just didn't want to sleep. No. And I still don't. I still don't. It's yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, let's start another business. Let's start another business. So, um, you know, the business kept on growing and kept on growing. And I think for Creative Edge, there was a point where Daily Soup was really big and Creative was Creative Edge was really big. So my partner went and really focused on Daily Soup and I focused on daily, on Creative Edge. And that was an interesting sort of on a sort of a turn of events for me because it was like my company was back, I was running the whole thing and now it was sort of like full speed ahead. Yeah. Daily Soup didn't last, unfortunately. Right. Um, great concept, but it wasn't run really well. Mm -hmm. So then my partner sort of came back. So we had a place here in Brooklyn. 
where we were then on cooking the soup. Right. So then my partner came back and it was kind of like, wait, 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 you know. That's so weird. It's so like it's, if you're married to somebody who does a lot of business travel. Right, exactly. Like, what, exactly. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah, I want to die <laughs> for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was, anyway. This so, worked so much better before. Right, no, but we continued and continued, and then I had some. And you really made your name be, being very innovative. And very, I think like, very you know, innovative. For people that aren't in New York or that haven't had the pleasure yeah. of being at one of your parties, yeah. like it was not. Like, it's not just food. It's not just food. I grew up surrounded by the arts, the performing yeah. arts, the visual arts. So I grew up in sort of a fabulously kooky atmosphere. So the way I look at food is just completely different right. than catering. Yeah. And when I opened the company, I set out to absolutely not just sort of, our, as our logo says, be another chicken dinner. Right. Because there's enough of that. There's millions of caterers. Right. Nobody needs another caterer. Right. right. So really what was going to sort of distinguish us is what I'm passionate about, which is an incredible dining experience. Mm -hmm. But also, you experience food first with your eyes. No yeah. matter what, you make a decision immediately. Am I going to eat that or I'm not going to eat that? Yeah. You can make the decision on the way the food looks. You can make the decision on the way the person who's presenting it looks. Right. Um, or even the atmosphere in the room. But it, the atmosphere in the room sort of creates the mood you're going to be in. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then you're approached and what you're seeing and experience is how you're going to try it. Because if everybody stayed in their comfort zone in the foods that they really know and love, right. they would never try anything new. So right. you right. have to pull it out of them to try something yeah. new and different. And you're going to gain their trust by so that visual experience right. initially. Yeah. yeah. I also think that something that's not, I mean, we work with tons of catering companies, yeah. but something that's very specific to you is that you just love a good party also, <laughs> right? Like, I think, and that shows yeah. through yeah. in, like, yeah. how people experience yeah. this Yeah, it's well. sort of interesting, like, how people, you know, as you look and you see your competitive advantage yeah, yeah. in any landscape, it's like, I think sometimes people go into a profession and yeah. it's like, well, I like to eat, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. But they don't realize that the ex port is part of a bigger picture yeah, 100%. and that that's the critical difference yeah. between just kind of doing something yeah. and like doing something to excellence yeah, yeah, right like yeah. as if you see your role in the bigger picture yeah, you know yeah. like and I, that's something that I think has always stood yeah, out. Yeah that's a very right? good point. Yeah. I think you know I think with okay yes I do love to eat. I'm a very mm -hmm. good businesswoman. I'm incredibly strong visionary and so I actually Somebody on my team the other day said, you just like the bomb dropper. And I said, well, that's a compliment. Thank you. And I'm not sure he meant it as a compliment, but really my ideas are always two years down the road. Right. I dump them and then I go, how am I going to get there? I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not the person like, okay, let me plan, 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 and then we'll launch it. I'm like, right. okay, we're doing right. it. And then I figure out how to do it. But that's always been the way because once I say it, now I have to make now it happen. Now you have to make it happen. And so that's been the same in all aspects of the company, which is, you know, I never sit back and go, okay, well, this is just great. I'm really enjoying it. Right. right. It's never, ever, ever enough. It's always like, okay, what's the next step? What's the next thing? It was right. funny. I did a tasting um, last night, and as the people left, I said, well, you know, I'm really excited. I'll see you in, you know, three weeks. And they're like, oh, you're going to be there? And I made this joke, and I said, no, actually, I just sit around and eat all day, and I don't show up to any parties. <laughs> and they were like, oh, well, I'm so glad you're going to be there. And I was like, of course, I start the process and yeah. see the whole thing through. I'm going to see the end. Yeah. Right. Why would I do, go to all this trouble not to see the actual day of the event? Yeah. I, then there's no sort of outcome to what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. But then that, there is an element, though, of also releasing to in order to 100%, scale, 100%. right? Like, because you 
don't just do like one party no, a day. No, but I have even. a great sales team. But you've got team. a great sales team. Um, yeah, so I only do, I only do sort of, well, I finally grew up and realized I can sort of pick and choose what I want to work on. Mm -hmm. It occurred to me I one day, like, I don't need to do yeah. every party <laughs> of every person that calls right. me. Right, right, so right. I actually work on the ones that are a little bit more challenging, yeah. have a little bit more um, interest in the food, mm -hmm. interest in the design, mm -hmm. interest in the experience, uh, you know. To do a cocktail party for two, and I can do it in my yeah, sleep. Yeah, right, literally. What, is, what um, tell us a little bit about how many people are on your staff. Tell us oh, yeah. about the structure of your business. Yeah, yeah. There's 45 people full time at the company. Wow. So it's kind of divided front and back of the house, mm -hmm. um, or sales and operations. Yeah. It's, so it's um, we really it's divided because we have, as I say, we have the sales team who is producing the events, and we're kind of the clients to the operations team. Mm -hmm. So we have our clients, and the ops team has us as clients. Mm -hmm. So our job is really to translate very carefully what we're hearing, right. and then pass it through and communicate it to the operations team. I think one of the things I do differently, a lot of companies go, okay, you do this, and you pass it. You do this, and you pass it. I think there's a disconnect when that happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think it's very important that the person that is the initial um, introduction, they follow it through all right. the way to the end. And they're on site that night, because right. otherwise you're just a salesperson. No, totally right. true. Yeah. And that's like what makes you feel like you're at a car dealership yeah, yeah. instead of like exactly. going through a process exactly. with somebody. So you break up your business partnership after about, what, 15 years 20 then? Years. 20, 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. Mm -hmm. One of Big the decision. Giant decision. Yep. Was that like getting a divorce? Worse. Worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Worse. Yeah. And like, how but do you? It was. It was a hard decision to come come to, but it was a decision when I think it was maybe sort of that hitting that point in your life where you go, what do I want to do when I grow up? And what I knew was the company had grown exponentially, and it had really grown. Um, and I had grown within the company and the direction I was growing was very different than the direction he was going and my goals personally and for the business were extremely different and mm -hmm. so I sort of sat there one day and I said do I want to just battle for the next 20 years right uh, I think this is better both for myself and for him right. and I, I stay true to that I think he's in a better place I'm in a better place and we're each doing our own thing instead of spending the next 20 years battling right right, so, right. To me, I think it was a it was a good decision. It was harder than I thought it would be. So tell us about what was harder and what parts you were really afraid of that were easier. Um, I think that running the kitchen was harder than I thought it would be. Okay. So I was very very. God, but involved. how much better are you at your job now? Yeah, much better. Yeah. Much better. I understood the kitchen from a sales point of view, mm -hmm. and I understood from the client point of view. But did I know how to schedule? guys mm -hmm. to come in did I know how to interview no I know how to do a taste test and mm -hmm. I can tell you if somebody's a good cook but I can't tell you um, by looking at the resume if this is you know the perfect person for this position now I can't look at okay. yeah. but um, so that was a lot lot trickier uh -huh. um, also I think when a company goes through a change with the um, it was a lot of insecurity within the team right so really reassuring them that everything is fine and right. going to be fine. I took a little bit of a PR beating, which I didn't anticipate. Mm. So that was much more challenging um, mm. than I ever anticipated. So I think, you know, in hindsight, 
I'm not sure what I could have done differently to be prepared, mm. but um, probably kind of walked myself down a year further than mm -hmm. I had. Would have mm -hmm. been a smarter move. Mm -hmm. However, three years later, it's totally behind. We're bigger and better and stronger than ever. Right. Best team going and so it all it all works out but it was it was challenging but one sure. of the things that I've always admired you from afar and I, we should probably say like we always have looked to you as like a mentor in many respects but like is that don't break no up. no 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 but is that no one person has yeah. ever been bigger than the company like yeah, I and agree. I think sometimes you know I, I, when we worked at a very small company went, before we started this business, and there yeah. were lots of people that were like, if I left, this place would fall apart. It doesn't. And it, doesn't. it doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> and I think it's good as an, a, as an owner to yeah. know that yes. it's not, no yes. one person's going to take the yeah. whole thing, yeah. and it's that thread that th unravels the whole sweater, right? right. Like it's, it's so true. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I don't prescribe to everybody's replaceable, because I think it's a horrible way to go through it life, is. and I think it's a horrible way to treat people. It's right. a terrible place. It's, ter it's a terrible just, place to work, too, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just, I don't believe in that. Um, however, I have found that each time somebody has left, for whatever reason, the next step has always been stronger. Mm -hmm. So if you had asked me that two years ago, I'd be like, no way, that's not true. It is 100%. I mean, that's the one right. single lesson I would say is absolutely true, that I, we just keep getting better. Right. So that's the exciting part. And right. then um, with the growth, you bring in people that are up to speed with the growth. Right. So it, it, it does work. It does work well. Really I well. mean, I think that no business is, every business changes, yeah, right? Constantly. So, and the same way that, you know, something is bigger, the company is bigger than one person, mm -hmm. I think that sometimes that's a way for us to figure out what do I not need to be involved yeah, in Yeah, I know, that's a daily right? conversation. Because right. I think that sometimes, you know, now you're like, well, yeah. I own this place. I don't yeah. have to take every call. Do you know exactly. what I mean? But like, yeah. one exactly. of those things is that even, even we, yeah. to some degree, yeah. are less vital in every aspect. Yeah, the but way that's that good. Sometimes, yeah, and that's great, yeah. right? Yeah. So what are some of the things that you've had a hard time, like, letting go letting of? Letting go. Uh -huh. Everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I walk around like, I don't know why people think I'm micromanaging. <laughs> <laughs> I literally get like I heard, I found myself typing an email last night about like the chef's uniforms on site, and I was like, okay, don't hit send, don't, don't hit, hit send. send, don't hit don't send, don't hit send. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, I hit send. Oops. <laughs> Like you can leave that to somebody else. Really, they'll be leave okay. Leave it to somebody Just else. Yeah. Don't put an opinion. And then there was another one. I was like, now why did you use that word in a sentence? It sounds aggressive. Don't hit <laughs> <laughs> So okay. So in reality, um, some of the things I've let go of some of the sort of the day-to-day -day operational things, which I actually love to do. Yeah. Um, but I have to let go. So we're getting new trucks and yeah. everything in my thing makes me feel like I'm a car dealer and I can right. negotiate a better deal. And finally <laughs> I just looked at him like, fine, just get it. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. I, you know, I had to let go. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure he didn't negotiate it perfectly, but I'm going to let go. So, and I have to let go and let people make mistakes. And, you know, my mind works in a very weird, fast way. I can see something and I'm already 10 steps ahead. Mm -hmm. um, and that's hard for people to work and with because mm -hmm. I'm so fast mm -hmm. um, and it's partially experienced and it's just the way my brain works so mm -hmm. it's sometimes I'm like why are they not getting it right but I have to let them just figure it out and 
you have to accept mistakes are going to be yeah. part of the process. Yeah. So that's yeah. the, that's the biggest yeah. lesson. Yeah. To like that's uh, yeah, that's a hard lesson yeah. to to learn, yep. I think. Like yep. uh, yeah, for sure. And like, in we, catering and special events, you there's not room for errors. No. So sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let them go a little bit and then I'm going to have to jump in there and say, yeah. no, you're heading in the wrong direction. So, what do you think in terms of like attributing growth, because one of the yeah. things I feel like a lot of the times for people that own businesses, especially when they're yeah. growing, yeah. they don't necessarily spend enough time marketing themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How much of your energy, like let's say 10 years ago, yeah. was spent on a split of like getting yourself out there as yeah, a rep yeah. of the business yeah. and like getting the name out there versus like just sitting back and waiting for word of mouth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think, um, yeah, no, it makes sense. I think what I did really, really, I'm really good at marketing. I'm passionate about it. I think one thing I really did is I created a brand. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm very proud of that. I created a really, sure. really strong brand. And to be honest, Carla Rubin, not necessarily a household name, and that's great. Yeah. Because I've got Walker and George, right. and I've got great people that are associated with the company. So if you don't mm -hmm. get Carla Rubin, you're probably luckier. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> But there's great, great people I work with. Yeah, so right. I'm, I, I think the brand speaks. So I focus very, very much on the clarity in the brand. Yeah. And in catering, you can get really wishy-washy really quickly mm -hmm. because I like steak and I like chicken and I'm vegan and farm to table and you know yeah. lactose intolerant. Yeah. And everybody just starts going, okay, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And then mm -hmm. they go, I don't know who I am anymore. Right. And you know we're in the hospitality business, so how are you able to be hospitable and keep a brand going? Those right. are very, very hard because technically anything you want, I should be able to do. Right. But if I do every single thing you want then I don't have a brand anymore. Mm -hmm. So you really have to be very careful. Yeah. Do you think it would be possible to open Creative Edge today? No. Like, yeah. No. No. I, no. <laughs> no. When somebody comes to me and is like, oh, opening Katie I'm like, don't go do for it. it. <laughs> I go, first say don't do you it. You know, like, and it's not because it. you're afraid it's of the just, competition. No, not at all. Like, we, like, it's not, that's not, not it. Not at it's all. like, it's a time and place thing, right? Like, I think it would be impossible. Just the square footage in the kitchen yeah. space. Yeah. And it's very different now. I mean, the yeah. rules, the laws, the, um, it's just, it's totally different. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the things that in growing any business is really being aware of where you are in the marketplace yeah. and never taking it for granted. And I think um, I will never take it for granted and I will never sort of rest on my laurels. And so every single day I walk in, I'm like, okay, what are we going to work on now? What's going to be new? Mm -hmm. um, you know, the people will hear me say, they don't want to meet me. They don't want to work with me. I'm, I'm not their style. You're going to go to that meeting. Mm -hmm. You're their style. Because it's a very personalized experience, and it's not one size fits all. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's something that in catering you get so overwhelmed, you just you start hunkering down, and people mm -hmm. forget that you know you can try out new things. So, for a woman that is passionate about food, but yeah. so it's not catering. What area in the food industry, yeah. in the culinary industry, do you see as having growth, like a room for growth? I think. Um, I think really working with some of the sort of the newer, younger chefs, I think that's a really interesting um, mm. aspect of it. And I started this thing called the Creative Edge Culinary Council. Yes. And that's really bringing young chefs in from 
other parts of the world who cook with us and we cook with them and we exchange ideas. I think that that's really, really key. Um, I think in the catering industry that complete it's completely void of people sharing mm. unlike restaurants restaurant chefs dine together they meet and they eat noodles at midnight and it's mm. you know they're all together working together caterers they don't even get near each other so I'm trying to keep that dialogue open mm. um, and I'm trying to keep that dialogue open for my kitchen because if they get bored the food gets boring yeah. so I think it's really really key to always keep them inspired so right. I work a lot on um, bringing in new ideas from younger chefs. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, and it's, it's so fun. And it's yummy and yes. fresh. <laughs> it's so yummy, yeah. Like, what are you doing? I had one guy in last week, he's 16 years old, and he's the most remarkable, remarkable chef. And um, he was on the cover of the New York Times Magazine section a uh -huh. year ago. And his mother and I happened to go to college together, which I found out on Facebook. So I'm like, does he want to come here? <laughs> so he did a pop-up and he did one course that was sea urchin with coffee and the blend was on the coffee sort of took the sort of pungent fish flavor out of the mm -hmm. sea urchin mm -hmm. and kind of calmed it it was unbelievable so when I see how people are mixing ingredients it just inspires yeah. you to kind of yeah play it into your own food yeah yeah great. it's very cool it's yeah. inspired and then it inspires you and like 100%. you're like well now i want to get yeah, yeah, in front of like, like sea urchin and coffee now how am i going to sell that nobody's <laughs> yeah. ever, ever i'm never going to be able to sell we that we do this thing yeah. no right when you figure you it out you have to kind of slide it and you leave, sometimes in the descriptions you leave it out totally and then somebody eats and they're like oh my gosh this is great yeah what is sea it sea urchin yeah <laughs> what advice would you give to your younger self to my younger self Oh, that's an interesting question. What would I say? Um, I don't know. It's a hard one. I'm pretty proud of, of my success. Yeah. And I think that um, I've taken some calculated risks and I've landed on my feet. And I think, I guess that would be it. I think take risk. Yeah. Yeah, that would be what I would say. I, but I have been, so that's not giving myself advice. But um, I would give anybody else, you have to take risk in business. Yeah. If yeah. you play it safe, you will never grow. You know what I always remember? Do you remember when we were talking about this? We, you were at dinner once, and you said that you were passing by Lincoln Center, and yeah. you saw the, some party going on, yeah. and you were like, if I, I don't end up catering a party like yeah. that, then this isn't worth me doing. Yeah. And yeah. I think I'm that, there. I got there. Yeah, you, I got yeah. there. But, but like, I remember I, that. I, remember I that. also feel like it's, it's good festival. to, like, not just try to do it, yeah. to, like, go like always, that, right? Always. Like, and yeah. look up yeah. with it, right? Yeah. It's a big... And I think, I think what we've done well is we've stayed, I hate to use this term, but we've stayed boutique-y, but mm. we've done the biggest. And I think that that's what's great is I haven't sold out. Mm. And um, we've really literally done all the biggest events in New York and the most prestigious, but there's still hundreds of thousands of people go, what's your name? And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm not, I don't want to become the McDonald's of the catering world. So, you mm -hmm. know, it's still something special and we've grown enormously. So I think that that's a good balance. Yeah, it is. Where would yeah. you like to see it go? Um, I think what I would like to see it go is a little bit more um, working on the design. We just took 10,000 square feet in Jersey City. So design around food is really important. So we spent an enormous amount of energy building trays and building food bars and how mm -hmm. to present food. So now with the space, because we were kind of doing it in 
sort of one end of the kitchen, mm -hmm. it allows us to really take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. So that when clients are launching a brand and they need a specific color, mm -hmm. we can really um, study it and delve into it much more. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that will be a huge difference. So we're staying true to what we do and not getting kind of watered down. Mm -hmm but we're putting more resources into the visuals, which right. we always have, but yeah, that was always we just, thing, it is yeah. our thing, but now we have the space, and now right. we don't have to throw everything out when we come home, and right. now we can tweak things and fix right. things, and you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited about that. That would be great. That is exciting. That would be it's great. very exciting. Super excited about that. Well, thank you so much, thank you for Carla. And you can you can follow the anonymous foodie Carla Rubin at Carla Rubin or at Creative Edge Parties NYC. Yes, NYC yeah. Creative Edge Parties NYC. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can see this video and all of our other videos at bestiesinbusiness.com and on social media at Besties in Biz. Thank you. Thank you. You're so pretty in pink. <laughs>